caverns. You could like deep dive into caverns on bungees. Can I see you for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's a bachelor on ABC with Chris. Sent home. How embarrassing, the most traumatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. He gets up and starts mounting him. Sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We're making a connection and falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. Welcome back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It is the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you very much for joining the show. Episode four of what is apparently season 23, which was a surprise to me. I thought it was at least season 50. I, I can't believe they've only done 23 of these. They all seem to run together and they seem to have been going forever. Uh, my name is Brian Beckner. Thank you mu- thank you very much for being a part of our Bachelor world. Uh, I am joined, as always, by Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. All right, bud. So last night... Or, I'm sorry, this week's episode, I just try to make this evergreen, you know? Uh, this week's episode started off with more pageant drama, and you knew, you knew it would be a thing. Um, Hannah B and Kaylin, they're still, they're still, uh, going back and forth. Are we sick of this yet? Yeah, and, you know, we're always getting new listeners, so a, a, Brief recap is never a bad thing. Um, yeah, you, bring them up to speed. You have two um, Miss USA beauty contestants. Right. You figure that, that but you figure if they're listening to the show, they're watching The Bachelor, though, right? I we think don't have that, to tell them what's happening I, on The I Bachelor. I think people will just tune in to hear my voice or your voice. Right. And be like, hey, let me see what the, the content is. Right. And then uh, – and then they'll hear the podcast, and then they'll go to Hulu or whatever and watch the show, and they have that accompaniment. Now they have right. the hour prism to watch the show on. Gotcha. So if you back up a little bit, you got two beauty contestants from uh, Miss USA, which Brian pointed out last week is not Miss America. It's, it's Miss the triple USA. A's. It's yeah. the triple A's of pageants. Yeah, it's like that. Um, it's like if the UFC is the big MMA thing, what's that uh, thing right below it? Bellator. Get, yeah, Bellator. This is like the yeah. Bellator of beauty uh pageants, right? It's not even that. It's like the K one or the K-1? it's like the one it's like the one that's not even it's like the one in Russia. Pride. Like bare, bare knuckle or yeah. Right. So uh and Kaylin finished higher than Hannah B in this beauty contest. She was she was first runner up. Yeah. And it has completely um burdened and tortured Hannah B ever since. And coincidentally uh, these two were cast in the same season of The Bachelor. What are the odds that that would happen? It's amazing. So the running, um, you know, rivalry has been these two beauty contestants, not only fighting for the love of Colton, but fighting, uh, you know, rehashing old rivalry from the pageantry world. Pageant drama never never goes away. Yeah. And you know, I'll be the uh, first to to point out that I chose one of these beauty contestants to go to the, to the overnights, to the, uh, what do you call that? The sweets? What are they? Overnight the fantasy suites? suites. You yes. always have a hard time with that term. Yeah. Um, so the fantasy suite, I have, I have one of them going, uh, Kaylin is the one I have going. And then Hannah B this, um, what, where is she from Alabama or whatever? She, yep. 
she has more visible craziness. Like she's she emotes much more, and you can tell she's got um, she's got a, a quite a bit of crazy in her. Kaylin has been the kind of the I guess level headed one, but as you pointed out last week, those are the sociopathic ones. So usually, yeah. At this juncture, we don't quite know who the villain is of both of them, but I think last night kind of shed light on uh, on on one of them for sure. Uh, I would say there are no villains here at this. I'm kind of of the opinion and we'll, we'll get to how this thing played out later, but I would say that this is just kind of some lame pageant drama. And I don't really get the vibe that either one of these chicks is a, a real monster. I just, I just get the sense that they don't, they don't click and they're not friendly in there and they rub each other the wrong way. But I don't, I don't know that either one of them is necessarily a real bitch. Well, it's kind of like the, uh, the Dodgers and Padres. If you, if we want to make a sports analogy in that, the Dodgers could care less about the Padres, but the Padres really care about the Dodgers. So you hear a lot of the, the negative complaining and jealousy and envy are coming from San Diego. And in this situation, Kaylin is kind of the Dodgers. She doesn't get into the muck as much, and she kind of uh, looks down her nose at the other one. And then Hannah B is the Padres, and she does a lot of the screaming and yelling. Um, but again, I, I think at the end of last night's episode to give it away, there is a reconciliation between the two pageantry Absolutely. Uh, members here and much to do about nothing. Right. So I think everything is, as, uh, we can move on to our next rival that they've already kind of, uh, actually, you know what? No, they put an end to that last night too. But anyways, let's, let's, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. let's keep, keep going with this. Uh, the first date. The setup, the big setup here, are, are the two beauty contestants. So, well, they go, they go to Singapore, right, on this episode, and that oh is a big. God. They're like super excited to go to Singapore, but, but I mean, Singapore is pretty cool. Like a lot of times on this show, they go to like it's, Tampa, and they're fuck, they're like, oh my fucking god, we're staying at the Embassy Suites in Tampa. Oh my god, like I mean, it, Singapore is pretty bitching. It is, but think about it. It's like you have. Typically, you have contestants that have never been on TV. All this is a free ride. Everything, everything is so kind of new and cool to them. So wherever they take them, they're just like happy to get away from LA because that means they've moved on. So in the build up to them being informed of where they're going, like I just had a feeling because they set it up. I, I forget if it was Harrison or Colton. Like we're going to go someplace that the Bachelor has never gone before. Yeah. And it could have literally been anywhere in the world. And the next like location that he said that they were going to, they were going to go nuts, no matter what it was. It could have been Garden Grove, and they would right. have gone nuts. It could have been Saigon. They got that wolf. They got that wolf lodge in Garden Grove, the indoor water park. <laughs> Great Actually, wolf lodge. It's not. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, and but it, they just went overly ecstatically uh, crazy at the word Singapore before he could even get the first uh, initial out of his mouth. It's, uh, it's gotten really over the top at this point. Like oh it, they're, they're like screaming, their hearts are palpitating. Girls are crying. Yeah. Like they're yeah. falling down. It's, 
it's like a Pentecostal revival or something when they find out that they're going to Singapore. It's it's a pretty good chance, though, that if there are 15 women, 13 of them have no idea where Singapore is. No. no. They, they just know it's, it's a foreign place. And, of course, they had to do the, um, the compulsory, once they get to the new city – which is a real it's a real quick jump at it. It's like Harrison saying pack your bags yeah. and the next scene is in the hotel in Singapore. Right. So right. that well, we know that there's at it. least what like 20 hours between it's, the two. I, I think matter. it's like a 15 16 hour flight so yeah. yeah. And so they they let uh they let the ladies into their hotel room and as we pointed out a couple weeks ago, it they have to go crazy about the hotel room. And this is pretty this is a pretty pedestrian hotel. I mean, the beds were like made. And it always the, is. It's pretty clean, but they're just like going crazy in each room. Like this is the greatest thing ever. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's a, it's a trope at this point. So they, they get to Singapore and I think, but when they hear they're going to Singapore, there's a cutaway where Demi's like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to fuck him in Singapore. Like she's just like really into it. Um, They go there. It starts off. There's a one-on-one Colton and Tasha, And in the 23rd season of the bachelor, I think this is probably at least the 327th time that bungee jumping has been involved (laughs) on a bachelor date as a season has a season of The Bachelor gone by without a bungee jumping aspect to it? It's 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 something that is risk taking like that. If it's not bungee, it's just like I don't know. It's it's usually typically um, something that involves great heights, and they always make the cheesy cliched analogies about hey, if we're going to be in a relationship together, we need to take risks, and you know we need to. to go out on a limb and all the shitty ass cliches that they could use on these risk taking um, ventures. But I will say this and bungee cord jumping is something that I have not done. And I really, I want to do an extreme bungee cord jump. Like if you go into one of these countries like Singapore, like South Africa, where there are, there's no liability laws and there are, there's no regulations. You can like deep dive into caverns on bungees. Um, and fuck this, that. This one looks really cool. I'd like to do this one. No. It's like right in the middle of a beach. So if anybody actually dies on this, um, you know, kind of half ass bungee thing, it'll be for all the tourists to see. And then they could just have a Viking funeral, just put you in a thing and just right. push you out to see right there. Yeah. Right, right. Because there's a long line of people so that Col- got to Colton goes first. And. I don't know about you. I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but to me, Colton screamed like an actual little bitch when he jumped off the thing. Like you're trying to look hard as fuck. You're there. You're on, you know, you're going to be on TV. Like everybody's watching you. You're trying to impress this chick. You're like, don't worry, babe, I'll go first. And then he was like, like he, he screamed like an actual ninny. It, 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 I don't, I could feel the the moisture evaporating <laughs> from anywhere on Tasha's body at that point. Right. She could not have any sexual attraction to him after that scream, don't you think? Yeah, you just kind of fake it to make it in that of whole course. thing. Like it, of course. It's, 
You just need to be the man in that situation. You act, you act hard. You act like, hey, I bungee jump all the time. No problem. I'm going to fucking fall off backwards. I don't give a fuck. I've never once, I've never heard a guy use his athletic career as an excuse as much as this guy. So everyone uh, knows that, and if you don't know, he's a virgin. He's never had sex. Oh, they, have they mentioned that? Every once in a while they'll mention that. Yeah. And the reason he always goes to, because he's concentrated on his athletic career. He didn't. Okay. He just didn't have time to no invest time to in doing something. And All the other though, guys on the team were fucking, yeah. but not except me, because I, exactly. I didn't have time. Any of us who have known any any athletes, even high level athletes, committed athletes, they rarely fuck. There are even a few that have babies in college, so they're fucking. And um, so, <laughs> so, so you have you have that excuse. And what is he? What does he use as an excuse of not doing? He's never been uh, anywhere of like great heights. He's never like done any risk taking. And the reason because he always had his athletic career to consider. That's exactly. why. That's why he never bungee jumped, and he's never had sex. I don't know what else he could go to as an excuse to, to uh, you know, his athletic career. And by the way, right. a pretty what, pretty normal or below average pro career for sure, right? And then he played college ball where Illinois State. Yeah, I just the level of commitment that this guy right. has admitted to having just the results just weren't there. It's almost as though he immersed himself in his mediocre athletic career to suppress certain aspects no doubt. of his personality, certain core parts of who he is may have been nurtured and may have been allowed to show themselves had he not been so Deeply, deeply ensconced in his athletic career. Correct. So, uh, Tasha, um, who's from Orange County, right? That's is that true? She said she uh, Crona Del Mar. I thought she oh, said that's uh, right. I do recall yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she's a cutie. Yeah, she's not bad. She's uh, of color. I, yeah. If not full black, maybe some, uh, maybe maybe some Asian in there. Uh, yeah, I mean she she's black. She's cutie. Yeah, she's not bad looking, um, and she was much more manly on this um, on this bungee jump. And she was, but I have to, I have to uh, the I ha- have an issue with the way she was sent off because she was she was bound at and anybody that's watched The Bachelor and has seen many many hours of footage of uh, bungee jumping, there's two ways you can go. They'll harness you like around the uh, shoulders and back. They'll put just right. a regular harness on you and then you jump and you bounce around and you're held you're held by the middle of your back. That's the safer way. The yep. more dangerous route is the ankle jump. And so she was wrapped at the ankles, but and that way you typically fall head first. Right. In you dive. Her- Yeah, you dive. In her situation, she jumped off feet first despite being lashed at the ankles. So when she reached the full stretch of the bungee, her entire body snapped over from the ankles. That that looked like she could have broken her neck. It seemed as an extremely dangerous way to go. Easily. You think that that would have been the first thing they told her. But yes. then again, this is a Singapore bungee operation. Right, exactly. So uh, there probably wasn't the speech or anything. But like, <clears throat> I could have sworn when I saw the activity, 
I said, they're going to do it together because they need to, you know, live out the cliche of we're going to do this together. I'll hold Some, you. Yeah. Sometimes they will do that where they'll, where they'll bind the two bungeers right. together. Like I got you, you're safe. And, you know, and then they do the, the interviews afterwards and, you I know, felt so safe in his yeah. arms. I knew nothing yeah. would happen to me. Yeah. I, I knew that, you know, to take this leap, you know, I thought we'd have to do it together. And I think we took the relationship to the next step and all this stuff. But, um, the rest of the date is basically, um, both of them not being very bright, and the conversation yeah. is uh, very low level. Yeah. Um, they, get, they get in, they go. They're already at the beach. They do their bungee, and then they just basically walk out on the sand and like get in their bathing suits and splash around in a little like bay. Right, right, and yeah. uh, but you know he he gives her the rose. Um, yeah, they go. They have a dinner date. Well, hold on. I don't. I want to move past the date, but one thing that did come out during the date is Tasha. You know, it's very important to open up. If you have these one-on-ones, you need to confess something or tell something very personal about yourself or true. the bachelor would go, I don't, I just don't feel like she's opening up. So it's, it's this, this is your time. And Tasha, she drops a bombshell. She lets him know she's tainted goods. She's yep. been divorced. She's been divorced. And this was a recent thing. I think she said like over the last 18 months yeah, they were and, married and divorced, right? And she but she did and this was this was smart on Tasha's part. She's like, "Yeah, I'm tainted goods," but she's she's basically said, "But he's the only guy I've ever fucked." Yeah. So just so, just so you know, I'm still relatively clean. Like if you want to get in this, I haven't been soiled despite the fact that I am won't be allowed into heaven. <laughs> and by the way, um, this is probably a famous structure in Singapore, but somehow they have this Ferris wheel thing with pods. Massive. The, that thing was massive. I would never catch me on that thing. But somehow the Ferris wheel goes around, but you're yeah. you're sitting you're sitting straight. And so much so that you could have a dinner on a table. It's crazy. As you're it's, going around. Yeah. I mean, it's the, you know, in Asia, it's the fucking future over there. I don't know if you've seen crazy rich Asians that takes place in Singapore. Yeah. It's just, it's just, they got shit over there that we're never going to have. They're just so far ahead of us. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, uh, so, that, that, so yeah. that was pretty. She gets a rose. She gets uh-huh. a rose. So next we have a group date. And they're like, it's like, oh, we're going to go on a taste of Singapore or something. So it's like it, they're going to do like fear factor style dining, obviously. Um, and oh, and then and then it's an, they it's announced or once they realize that basically all of them except for one except for two people, Tasha, who's already had a one on one and then Kaylin, she's not invited on the group date. So it's, yep. it's everyone understands, oh, she's going to get the one-on-one. And Demi, the villain, is displeased by that. So they, they go on the group date. And the first part of the group date, and I'll, I'll, I'll give it to The Bachelor. I've seen lots of bungee jumping on The Bachelor. I've never seen 17th century medical procedures on the, as, a, as a, a challenge on The Bachelor – the girl, the women, they all go get fucking leeches applied to themselves. Did that strike you as odd? Very odd. And one of the contestants uh, actually nailed it. Like, is this like FDA approved or is there some kind of like, um, 
I don't know, regu- regulatory yeah. mandate here that, that the place like this has to go through or are we just showing up to a room where they apply leeches to us? Which yeah. how, how do you know how do you know that leech who who is has that leech been with before you? Right. Yeah, we could leech, leech somebody treatment. else. Yes. So supposedly as the um, as the person that does leech treatments for a living said the leeches suck out all of the to- the bad toxins. Yeah, I don't think that's been verified. I mean, I don't I need to see some studies. Yeah, I've never heard of this. Me I've never either. heard of this. But but I I shared whoever whoever the contestant was who went on camera. I shared her uh, disgust. Like they just they walked yeah. into a room and there's just a dude on a table with yeah. leeches applied to his back. Yeah, super. And they're gross. all just they're all just watching it. It's weird that in Singapore they have 22nd century Ferris wheel technology, and yet <laughs> their their medicine is yeah. like from the 16th century. It's just, right. just so odd. Right, right. I could I could eat dinner as I've been going full circle for the last hour, but right. you can't give me an ibuprofen. You just you got to put a couple of leeches on me. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Uh, and, the, and then the, and then they do the uh, they did go outside and they they pulled off the uh, fear factor thing where they ate some disgusting stuff uh, intestines and whatnot right and I I kind of uh, I kind of snored through this was it was there anything that Super stuck boring. out from there that- yeah like um, Hannah B well she's like they, she did like a stand up where she's like I've been leached and she had she had like a um crop top on and she had like a leech on her stomach and all I could take away from that is that Hannah B's got some super big teeth very oh, big, very big chompers on Hannah B but yeah they do some like fear factor style dining where they're eating I mean everything looked pretty fucking good to me they had like some pig's feet and some intestines and stuff and i would have just fucking chowed down no problem and then uh hannah b makes a huge deal have have, about having to eat a fish's eye which is no big deal um but she's she's like basically like i have to do this to prove my love for colton and meanwhile she because colton's not giving her any attention right she decides well i'll eat this fish's eye i don't know if that helped or not um but then eventually they go the um you know, it gets to like the cocktail, the dinner portion of the date or whatever, uh, where they're all just chilling. And that, that that's when they all vie for Colton's time. And Demi, who I really re- – and I know this is the point, but I really, really have taken a, a, a severe disliking to Demi. She um, she gets a little time with Colton and, you know, you, you got to open up. You got to open up. And she drops – she drops a bomb that I I might have found something else that I you know like hey I uh I cheated my way through junior college <laughs> or you know yeah you know like I uh I paid somebody to take my SATs or I would I would have confessed something else but Demi she goes full throttle she starts tearing up a bit and she goes she tells Colton hey by the way this has been hard for me because while we've been here my mother, and I'm like, oh my fucking God, her mom died. She goes, my mother was released from federal prison. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would, that's what and, I would keep to myself until absolutely necessary to disclose. And I think that there's like a, it's really strange. Like her reaction was like, like she lost her relative 
or her dog or something. Like there was, I guess there was like a plea for compassion. Like your your mother getting out of prison, if you just take it as face value is great news and you should like toast to it. Yeah, that's exciting. And she like broke down crying. And he, he, for some reason, uh, took that bait and consoled her. And But what a strange reveal. I remember her mentioning something in the opening episode about her uh, mother coming home from prison. I, I, I don't know. Oh, exactly yeah. What I didn't know. Some kind it was of news to me. Or something. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Federal prison. Yeah. Um, so Demi is the... Um, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win, win the contest. You know, there's always, there's the villain in every uh, season like that, but she, she's particularly obnoxious in that, you know, she really plays it up. I always kind of try to peg these people as like actors that are planted into the show, which they do or do not do. But like, like our girl um, from two seasons ago, Corinne, Corinne seemed like a plant. Yeah. Maybe not. But, um, but, you know, Demi has, like, I think the problem with Demi's, um, I guess she's um, targeted this one black contestant. Courtney. And and I just don't see it. Like, it just, I swear to God, um, I'm shocked that the racial card wasn't thrown out at some point in this episode. It's, yeah, it was, De- it's pretty Demi fucked. is very much like white privilege. I don't know what her mother did, federal prison or whatever, yeah. but like she she very much has her nose in the air, white privilege, and she targeted a black contestant and just made shit up about her. And, yeah, yeah, she was and, a super bitch, and this guy, this Colton, is such a fucking dolt that right. – you pegged it last week when you're you said he's like Trump in the sense that he goes with the opinion of whoever spoke to him last, right. and he you see him flip these girls start to fight and he flip flops between whichever one just spoke to him. Correct. So um, Courtney, who seems like a, a fairly pr- a pleasant girl, the only thing Very that nice. she's really All done the other is girls like her. She's she's the one that's. Um, that has attempted to speak to Demi about how uh, right. kind of rude she is, but she, I think she got completely um, railed in this episode. And, and at, one, at one point Demi was like, Courtney puts the ass in class. And I was like, well, that doesn't even make sense. That, 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 that analogy is that, is that she's a classy chick with a great ass. That's yeah. what it tells me. Yeah. She, she puts the ass in class. I'm like, I don't, I, like, I don't know what's <laughs> supposed to be negative about that. I don't get it. Right. So, um, but Colton somehow believes Demi that this, um, that Courtney is awful and Demi's mother got out of prison. So he, for some reason feels bad. Gives, for her, her. gives her the fucking rose. Gives, gives her the rose. Sympathy rose, and it was it was a pretty strategic play on Demi, Demi's part. It's like you can't cry about your mom getting out of prison on a one on one or on a um, group date and not expect to get the rose. I, yeah, I, I think that's it. But um, and and so that's basically the group date. It was pretty boring. The eating, throwing the leech thing, and then um, you know the the Demi the Demi narrative uh, got more. Um, involved. She's going to yeah. be the person that, I mean, I just can't imagine her throwing this uh, black contestant under the bus. Yeah, and then, then the girl's like rallying behind this. Like, I have a feeling that the entire house is going to turn on her for the next episode. Yeah. She's not her. popular. Yeah. She right. doesn't have friends. So right. then after that, um, 
after the group date, then there's a one-on-one where with Kaylin, she's, she's Kaylin. It's a tough name for me to say, probably because it's not a name. Um, one, she has a, he has a one-on-one with Kaylin. She's the, she's the much more, um, mellow, calculated, yes. yeah, uh, yeah. Con- contestant. She's not, and, and by I'm the way, s- Han- Hannah B is just not happy that she got the, obviously got the one-on-one day. I mean, Hannah no, B. She, she's losing her shit. She's going mental. Visually she's, upset. I don't know if you noticed this, but at the beginning of the episode, she's having a, she's got a little bit of a skin breakout, which is nothing, nothing to shame about. It happens to all of us. Or happens to a lot of people. Um, she's having a bit of a skin breakout, and as she gets more stressed sure. throughout this throughout the episode, the the skin breakout it's on her right cheek just gets a little bit worse. It's a, just a little bit of a stress acne reaction to what's going on between her and Kaylin. So the person that uh, finished higher than her in the beauty contestant right. gets the one on one date, and um, it is something, I don't know, there's something in the date card that insinuates that there's going to be some shopping involved. Yeah. And um, this is really, I, I don't remember there being a date like this either, where the bachelor takes his date to a store and then runs up a bunch of clothes on the bachelor's bill, on the show's bill, and then yes. and then the contestant takes it back to the room to show yeah. them everything that she bought. Like, this is like a a very strategic move by the show's part to just like drum up the jealousy and the envy, and you see how fake people could be because they're all so excited for her. Yeah. When I think there was there was actually a woman on camera, and it's Cassie, I think the one that I think is, might go all the way. She's so cute. She tried to get through an on camera interview. She started crying by, by saying that she's happy for Kaylin and she couldn't even get it out. Like she couldn't, she could not be that fake without crying. And the reason why she's crying because a woman got free clothes and she didn't, that was, that was why she was crying. But also, but also this happens every season and every season I am, I just sit with my mouth agape and I am in complete awe because this happens every season, and every season, the bachelor, whoever he is, is lauded and giving, given credit for buying clothes for one of, for a lucky contestant that he did not buy. He, did, he didn't pay for those clothes. The, he just the, went along with her while they gave her free clothes. What, why does he get credit for that? The the boutique or the department store struck a deal with the show. You show our branding, and we will give your contestant up to five thousand dollars in clothes or whatever the deal was. That's exactly how and it the, works. And then and then the bachelor gets the credit for what for doing what? She's the one who picked out, and he he didn't even pick out the clothes. She tried them on and picked them herself, it's, and somehow he got credit for buying her clothes. Like he's a great guy. It's just like at the end. Uh, <laughs> it's just like at the end of the Price is Right, where they say promotional considerations right. um, paid for by Rick Palak of Beverly Hills. Yeah, that's who fucking gives Bob Barker his suits. He right. gives him his suits so that you see at the end of the show, I'm the guy that gives him his suits. <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. Right. So. Crazy. Uh, 
Colton somehow takes the credit for that one. Unbelievable. And then, Drives so me crazy. This was um, an unusual one-on-one date because she does the shopping, then comes back and shows off what she bought. The other women yeah. are literally in tears. Yes. They're, they're so crying. jealous. They're, they're so fucking yeah. jealous. And then, um, and then they, she goes back to him, and they have a dinner together. Yeah. Now, Smart. the big reveal in the episode... And I mean, it was pretty dramatic it's and she, heavy. Did, she did a really good job of telling the story. So I believe her. Yeah. Um, she admits to him at dinner that she has something that happened in her past. Yep. And she says, I uh, was what invited to a dinner party with friends at a yep. fraternity house. They drugged our drinks. I woke up the next morning with no clothes on and I had no idea what happened to me. Somebody, one of the girls that didn't drink relayed to her that she had sex with one of the guys and that um, uh, pictures were taken of her naked or under her dress and put on Snapchat by yep. these criminals. Yep. And then she reveals that only one of them was punished, I guess, expelled from school. Yeah. I mean, not even... No, no, nothing criminal happened. Um, to these ima- people. Imagine that that is the first of all, Kaylin. I really, really had a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for her. She was very poised and calm, and right. she, while relaying what would be the most horrific experience of anyone's life, it was just an awful awful thing that happened to her and i just i just can't say enough what how uh my opinion of her went up after watching her express these terrible terrible uh events uh but it it is kind of weird where she's like none of these guys got in trouble she's you know she's like i wanted you know the school wouldn't do anything about it like i wanted them prosecuted whatever she goes none of them got in trouble and she goes well one guy did he got expelled and imagine yeah. that that counts yeah as these guys are fucking criminals that right. should be in prison they drugged their drinks and raped these women mm-hmm. and and one of them got expelled and that counts as punishment you've right. got to be fucking kidding me that it's it's insane that in this century that is this is the world that we're living in and also how is it that these fucking assholes can find accomplices to where they go hey well, you know let's invite some girls over and we'll do some raping tonight what do you guys think and all the other guys are like yeah i mean i was thinking the same thing i thought about doing some raping tonight let's all let's all do some raping like i i just I just cannot picture an environment where this right. is this is considered normal. Okay, I'll stop ranting. Yes, Kaylin opened up about something very traumatic that happened to her. And Colton, for I mean, he um, you know he's emotionally unfit for for any any relationship uh, and 100%. all this stuff. I, I'm, but I will say this: like he's a very compassionate person, and he he you could tell that he's got a huge heart, and he listened, yes. and he. he he has some had some great words to say afterwards to console her, um, and there was it was it was actually in a, a show that is is oftentimes completely void of a conscience. 
Um, yeah. This this like this little scene was actually pretty powerful. I will say and it was yes. I, I would agree with that. Although Colton, I mean, he has the emotional intelligence of a pre teenager. I mean, right. he, uh, he he obviously he was trying to be empathetic, and I think he said something like, "I can't imagine what that must be like," which is obvious. You know, right. I mean, yeah. I think I think the the better response would be, "I'm so sorry that happened to you," right. or just really like not not making it about how you're processing what happened to her, but making right. it about letting her know that, that you hear what she went through. Right. I mean, and I'll never, um, you'll never hear me commend the guy for his use of words or whatever, but I will say that um, he was compassionate and this obviously uh, no joking aside, like strengthens this one relationship and, just, I remember just like almost pulling her her name out of a hat. I had said in the first episode that I think she's going to go to the uh, to the overnight stay, and I think that uh, yeah. I think she's a lock uh, given this this ordeal. Uh, yeah. Yes, I, I I think I think barring Kaylin leaving, deciding to leave the show, or or something right. just really out of the ordinary happening, right. I don't see any way that another girl uh, ends up getting the the final rose on the show I, I not not just because of what she went through but uh, you know Colton tells a story about um, you know someone he dated before who had been sexually abused and they just you could tell that they really it was like the most real thing you would ever see on the bachelor they seemed to really bond right. and connect in that moment I was. I was almost though thinking, wow, it would be amazing if he was like, he picked up the rose at the end of the dinner and was like, you know, I can't imagine yes. what, what this whole uh, trauma was, was for, uh, was, uh, was like and everything. But like, I think, I think that I should send you home so you can, um, you know, so that you could deal with it. Right. That's why better. we need more bachelors yeah. like Juan Pablo Galavis, yeah. <laughs> like that. Like that's that's it's the okay. kind of shit he would do. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you're you're okay. <laughs> um, so that uh, so Kaylin kind of takes the uh, probably takes the lead here. She's the leader in the clubhouse for the- sure. By 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 a, a and, she's the chalk. And the so. Um, so then, uh, after that, um, we have the, a, a traditional rose ceremony with cocktails and cocktail and, party, yeah, gowns and everything else. And at that point, this was the big Kaylin episode because not yep. only does she reveal her uh, a horrific story about herself and get a rose, and then um, she calls for a a conference with her rival Hannah B, and they. They each somehow have really smart things to say and they hash it out, reconcile. Yep. And I think uh, nobody really took the blame for anything, and they just said, "Let's just uh, be adults and, and move forward." So I think they they completely got rid of a rivalry that that has been a, a, a good part of the last three episodes narrative, right? Um, yeah, it's. I don't think that this is gonna rear its head and really there wasn't much to it. They were playing it up much more. I think at one point, um, Hannah B alluded to the reason for their beef was that Kaylin got first runner up at Miss USA and I didn't clap. 
is what I just said. <laughs> and, like, it just seems like a very petty thing. And, it, you oh. know, in light of b- bigger things happening, I just, I just think that they hash it out. And I think it's fine. But also, I don't think Hannah B's, he doesn't, you know, he, he, uh, when they were on the eating weird food date, she's like, he won't even look at me. He's talking to the other girls. He's, he's just, he's picked his horse in this thing. And because there was some beef there and, and we see more of this later, um, he's, he just doesn't have any time for Hannah B. So unfortunately, I don't think she's going to be around too long. Uh, just, just before the cocktail party though, he, he was like entertaining the broads in his room. Where he's like, come oh in my, my gosh, that's right. We we got to talk about this. Yeah, and so Hannah G, the Insta model, who is a who is a just soulless automaton. She's she, a she's a content creator by yes, yeah, yes. her job, she, content creator. She comes into his hotel room and she's like, and this is a whole weird exchange. He's like, uh, she's like, oh, she's like. You really keep your bed so tidy, like the bed's all made. And he's like, "Well, yeah, I'm uh, uh you know." He goes, "I'm like, I'm pretty I'm obsessive, uh, I'm obs- whatever. yeah, pretty OCD." And she's like, "Oh yeah, me too." Does she not know that they that they're yeah. staying in a hotel? Like house they cleaning. they come make your bed yeah. every house single day, yeah. unless unless you specifically yeah. forbid them but, from making your bed. So Colton, in this episode alone, took credit for the. Uh, the clothes that the, yes, that the, the store right? provided to the show, and then yes. he just took credit for making a bed that house cleaning obviously did. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. Yes, and then <laughs> then they have a makeout on the bed, and both of them just claiming they're both so OCD have their dirty, disgusting shoes all <laughs> over the bed as they're making out. Like you get on a bed and you're and you're going for a makeout. You just yeah. kick those fucking shoes right off. Right. Like you don't, you, or if you need to untie them or unbuckle them, whatever, but you don't bring your dirty shoes from outside onto somebody's clean bed. So, so just to give some background, Hannah G got the first impression rose, which is basically you're hot yeah. and I'm giving you a rose. And in this, in this episode, right before the rose ceremony, she felt the need to maybe like remind him of her and the only thing she thought to go to was, let's make out on your bed. And then she, she starts riding the guy. She gets yeah. up and starts yeah. mounting him. She's working it. She's, she's playing that card, and it worked. She's, yeah. she's going to move on. She's got, she, the, uh, she's got the hotness card going She's for got her designs on being the bachelorette. I'll tell you that much right now. That is her end game. She doesn't want to win this thing. She wants, she's a content creator. Yeah. She's a, she's an Instagram person. She's an internet person. She's about promote. I mean, they all are to some extent, but she's, she knows how to play the game. She's looking to promote herself. Uh, so she's obviously, she's not going to win the bachelor, but she's going to, she's definitely has designs on being the bachelorette. So the, the big drama going into the, um, rose ceremony was the Demi Courtney rivalry, uh, Demi basically made shit up that uh, she that Courtney was the cancer yeah. in the house. Now and she also she also claims that Courtney quote attacked her attacked her, right. which is a lie. It's a which, it's a total lie. Which if she did attack her in any way, shape, or form, the show would have jumped on the opportunity to, to show it. And all course, that's ever been shown is Courtney, like very uh, calmly trying to talk sense into her that she's coming off really obnoxiously and she's been rude. And um, so, anyways, De- the Demi, white privileged chick, 
has made shit up about Courtney. Totally. And said, told Colton that she's been the cancer of the house. Yep. Colton firmly believes it. Courtney, in front of all the other women, after uh, Colton had revealed this uh, cancer comment to her, Courtney goes back, sits down with all the women, and says, All right, who here thinks that I'm a cancer in this house? The only one raising her hand was the white privileged Demi. Yep. I can't, I just can't imagine any of the other women are like, think this is cool. Um, and I'm shocked that Courtney handled it with such grace because she ends up not getting a rose. Yep. He believes white privilege. She ends up not giving a rose and could not handle it more uh, graciously on the way out. Yeah. It was, it, I would have thought it was justified if she were to be like, wait a minute. Really? You're going to accuse me of that? A white totally. woman accusing me of that on this show? Nothing was played like that, to, much to my astonishment. Very, um, she put the ass in class. Courtney put the put ass the in ass class. ass in class. That's, what, that's exactly what she did. So, that, so she doesn't get a rose, and then somebody else doesn't get a rose. I think it was one of the, the, the crazy chicks with the crazy eyes. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'll give you the – we'll do the rose ceremony because we're wrapping up. Demi – Conclusion, Demi's a monster, but in the Rose ceremony, so already with Roses are, are Demi and right. Kaylin and um, Tasha. Right. The three the, from the three dates. Um, so then, wait, is there one? No, that's it. So in the Rose ceremony, Hannah G gets a Rose, the in- internet model. Heather, never been kissed, gets a, gets a Rose. Kerpa, the Indian girl, that has that you don't even know she's on the show. She's done nothing. She's there's no Kerpa. reason for her to be there. Kerpa, right. she gets a rose. Right. Uh, um, Hannah B, Miss Alabama, gets a rose, which was kind of a surprise. You thought he may have just, just yeah, you know, no may have been timed. You know, I've chosen Kaylin in that battle. Um, and and Kay- to be honest, let's be honest. Like them reconciling. Yeah. Meant that the show didn't need them anymore. It's and, true. Yeah. And he obviously is going to go Kalen, Team Kalen. So, yeah, of I'm course. not sure why he gave Hannah B a rose. Hannah B's gone if, sooner than later. Um, Katie, who I'm a massive fan of, I love Katie. Um, she gets a rose. Elise, she's the super vintage 30 year old um, from Alaska, yeah, the, the, the redhead. Yeah, the cougar. Yeah, that, yeah, she's a total cougar. She's the one who had that sad story last week and yep. dropped dropped her foundation's name. Sister had a tumor in the womb and got zero airtime this week. Like None. she, that was a last week's story and zero this week. But in the, I will say in the tease, it looks like she does something next week that pisses him off. Or yeah, there's off. some some type of reveal. But she it happens. Of course, she's going to go crazy because she's vintagely old. She's thirty. So old. She's thirty-one years old. So fucking old. Um, then Sydney again, someone that never appears on the show. She's the Knicks dancer, New York Knickerbockers. She's she's floating under the radar. I can yeah. see her making a move here pretty quick. Uh, speaking of floating under the radar, my personal favorite, Cassie from Huntington Beach. This chick is so cute. She's one and- of my picks to go. Yeah, I, I, I've got her headed deep in the making a deep run in the show. Um, then Nicole, she gets a rose. I don't know if you know this. Did you know that she is of Latin descent? Yeah, she's fiery yeah, she's, Latina. She she's does nothing Cubana? for me, and yeah, she's kind yeah. of annoying. We don't need her around anymore. Yeah, and really, 
Onyika is the same way. She doesn't. I'm yeah. not sure why she's still around. Yeah, Onyika gets gets the last row. So it's you're thinking, oh well, they're holding it out, but they're going to give it to Courtney, and then this monster Colton gives it to Onyika instead, and Courtney is sent away. Uh, and like Jason said, she leaves very graciously along with Tracy with the crazy Joker. Another one of the vintage 30-year-olds with the crazy Joker eyebrows. She's gone as well. Which kind of surprises me because I thought she was a rival of Demi as well. I thought they like to keep the rivalries going, but maybe they thought that she didn't do enough to uh, stir the pot. Yeah, that is interesting. But both both of Demi's rivals, Courtney and Tracy, left on this episode. So, And they both left very graciously. There were were no big tearful moments. Um, They just said thanks and left. You could tell that uh, white privilege Demi was fed a line by producers. I don't think Demi's ever seen The Wizard of Oz because um, she was told to say "Ding Dong, the witch is dead" on camera. Um, oh yeah. Afterwards, yeah. about Courtney yeah. leaving, right? Yeah. And she, the way she said it, it just—you could tell she's never seen the show or even knows, or never seen the movie or knows the reference. Yeah. She was just like "Ding Dong, the witch is dead." Yeah. Like, it was completely yeah. different syntax and emphasis and it was kind of annoying correct clearly fed that line from a producer of a different generation good right. good call jason good good idea. oh by the way heather, heather mm. was uh, carried over and she gets a one-on-one next week where she, heather's the one who's never kissed anybody she's gonna so, have her first kiss next week yeah so so in the uh the season of emotionally unfit uh people there's yeah. gonna be a, a first kiss on camera next week Heather, who is like 27 or something. She's not like 19. No, never kissed anybody. Never kissed anyone. And no and one seems to think there's a problem with this. She has a, she has a one-on-one with Colton next week. And the, I saw at least one zoom-in close-up on Colton's lips. <laughs> so they're going to really try to build some tension around that first kiss of her life. Oh, there, here's an interesting fact. And the fun yeah. facts in her biography, she has a kitty named Kitty. Oh, there you go. Wow. Her her one the only kitty she pets. Yeah. As as I thought I you were tell. gonna go right there. That yeah. was a pretty, pretty open ended uh, uh okay. And anything else we wanna what we wanna add in, in regards yeah, to so, episode uh, four? So let me um I, I need to edit my my overnights. The the final three top three. Top three. Give us your top three. I'm gonna keep with uh Kaylin and Cassie from the get go. Yep. And then I got to throw in, um, who did I mention earlier that's kind of, oh, probably Hannah G, right? That's a safe pick. Yeah, I would say so. I think that those are three great picks right there. Let's see, might. Oh, Tasha too. I guess yeah. I'll go Hannah G. Hannah B is a safe pick. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I think we have the same top three. I think Kalen is well ahead of the pack, but um, Cassie is just so pretty and cute that he's going to keep her around. And then this... Hannah G is, you know, she's strategic. She's she's a content creator. Um, she's going to hang around close to the end, uh, probably in the top three. Uh, okay, that's it. Uh, appreciate it, Jason. All right, good talking to you. Uh, All right, that, great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that <laughs> that is the Bachelor lifestyle discussion of episode four of Colton season. Join us next week. Check us out on the bachelor or follow us on dude. What am I doing? 
Subscribe on iTunes to the Baller Lifestyle Podcast to get all your Bachelor shows there. Um, Until next week, for Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. It's my first impression, Rose. Brian Beckner, Jay Stewart, breaking down all the shows. It's The Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week.